0: Welcome to Epiphany Fellowship's podcast, where our goal is to see people everywhere show off the glory of Christ in every area of life. We pray that you are blessed and encouraged by today's message and will allow the word of God to dwell in you richly. Good, 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 good. Let me pray for us to get us rolling this morning. Jesus, I thank you for your presence that's already here with us. God, we don't got to go nowhere to get your presence. We don't got to work and strive after it. God, you're already here with us. Now, whether we're in tune with your presence, that's a different thing. And so, God, I pray that you would help us right now in this moment just to be still in your presence to know that you're speaking, that you're moving, that you're transforming, that you're doing things in us right now. God, that we've been praying for for decades, for years, for months. God, we thank you that you meet us where we are. And God, I just pray right now that you would help us to be still in your presence. There are so many things that are going on in our life, and as we just sang, I pray that we would surrender to you. Surrender our will, surrender our passions, surrender our dreams, surrender, surrender our time, surrender our moments to you, God, so that we can be transformed by being in your presence. I pray all of this and everybody said amen, amen and amen. Well, good morning, everybody. Y'all good? Yes. Man, um, I'm excited to be here with you. My name is Charlie Mitchell, as Pastor Kurt just introduced I am um, a son of the house as they say. Um, I was a crazy dude from South Florida that came up here with a hope and a dream to plant a church and the Lord has uh, allowed that to unfold. And so, man, I'm just happy to be here to report to you from Baltimore City that we're doing well, we're still alive. Um, One of the crazy things, I guess y'all might have heard that Baltimore's been in the news a little bit lately um, because somebody has something to say about us. Um, but it's all good. Listen, the reason, that stuff don't shock us, that stuff don't throw us off, but w- the reason we planted churches is so we could be on the ground before the news or the media got out to tell you the story about what was going on. And so although it may sound like our city is infested and it does have rats, don't, don't get it twisted, um, God is on the move in the city. And so lives are being transformed. The gospel is being preached. Man, we just baptized six or seven people earlier this summer. Um, shoot, uh, next month, in three weeks, will be our one-year anniversary. And um, and uh, we, uh, man, just this early this summer in June, we were able to crack 100 people coming to our worship gathering on Sunday morning. And so that's a... Um, I don't say that to brag, because I really don't know what I'm doing. If, if I'm honest, I don't know what I'm doing. But I tell you that, that God is doing a thing that we could never hope or imagine. And so I'm just happy to be a part of this Epiphany family. We're crazy. We're wild. We go to places nobody else wants to go because we know that God is already there doing this thing. I just want to be a part of it. Amen. Amen and amen. All right, well, we're going to get started here. Y'all got a clock on me? Okay, good, 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 because, all right. I had a direction I wanted to go in. Um, and last night, talking to, have, having a conversation with my wife, I realized the Lord just put on my spirit to go a different direction. And so when the Lord speaks, I'm going to just try to do what he tells me to do. So maybe this is a word for somebody in here. Um, this is a word of encouragement. Maybe it's a word of challenge. Uh, that I pray will be a blessing to you in this season. Now one of the things that we're coming up on is we're about to transition from the summertime season where everybody's been chilling, uh, kick back, most of us, some of you, I don't like you. Y'all went to the Caribbean, had your little cruises, was taking photos all by the beach and all that kind of stuff. That's cool. Going to archive it. We don't want to see it. We don't care. Um, so some of y'all got the chance to kind of get away and vacate. Many of us were working hard, grinding, you know what I mean? You know, doing our due diligence, you know what I mean? And so, um, and I'm from Florida, so that's my, my frame of reference. Y'all remember that, that hashtag that came up earlier this year, Florida Man, the Florida Man? And it's all about the things that happen in Florida, the crazy stuff that happens And so, listen, I'm from Florida, that's my frame of reference for all of life. I can blend in a little bit if I don't talk, but then I start talking and everybody knows you, you, not really from here. (laughs) And um, I remember in 2009, because I came up on booty shake music. So all this New York, Philly stuff, that wasn't wasn't really popping to us down south. Okay, so like, and the stuff that we like, y'all don't like. And it's all good because our stuff is better and y'all just got to deal with it. And so all of that to say, I grew up on Trick Daddy and I grew up on Uncle Luke. And uh, and some of y'all are like, who? That's, it's all good. Don't look it up. Do not look it up. Just take my word for it, okay? And so, I mean, my man uh, Andre 3000 said it a long time ago. We grew up on booty shake. We did not know no better things. So we didn't know no better. But then... Along came a dude named Rick Ross, and his first album, the first single on his first album was "Everyday I'm Hustlin'. Hustlin'. and for real, for real, it's like that. That has been the motto of our generation ever since. I know some of y'all in here are Gary V fans and. Some of y'all in here, y'all want to, y'all been watching E.T. the Hip Hop Preacher, and so y'all are trying not to sleep, because you're trying to grind and work 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, 120% all the time, Is go, 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 go. And what's going to happen is we're going to transition right now from this summertime kind of relaxed season to some of you are going back to school. Your, your schedules are starting to pick back up again. A lot of things are happening in your life. And we're starting to see that take place. People are coming back to church in their crazy Pastor Kirk. They just leave, leave us behind and just... Just, just go somewhere else for the summertime. But we back now, Pastor Charlie, praise God. We relaxed and loved Jesus again. Anyway, y'all done had hot girl summers and all kind of stuff. But I say all that to say, what's happening now is some of your anxiety is starting to rise. Some of the tension is starting to creep back up into your neck. Because you're restless. You're going to get overwhelmed. The schedule's going to get packed. You're going to overcommit yourself, is what we do. And we're gonna get into this busy, hectic schedule, and we've got demands, and we've got dreams, and we've got things that are on our heart and on our mind, and our kids got schedules, and we got schedules, and we got people's expectations on us, and we've got our own things that we're trying to accomplish. And what's gonna happen is you're gonna get overwhelmed, and you're gonna to start to get frantic, and you're not—you're gonna want to pull back, and you're gonna say, "Man, I need—I need a little bit of rest. I need—I—I just, I just wish I could go back to this summer. I wish I could go back to where I was chilling. Maybe I need to go back." home I'm getting homesick it's cold it's dark out here this schedule they don't understand me no more and all of these things kind of happen and now in our society we have this rise of anxiety and stress and overwhelm and I feel like there's there's something we suffer from we were just trying to hustle every day and now that hustle is overran us we are restless now and I remember in Genesis that, that, that Cain, after he killed his brother Abel, he, he was cursed. He was cursed with restlessness. That you will wander from now on. And it crushed him. And now we measure ourselves by our restlessness. How do I know? Because when you want to measure yourself up against somebody else, man, how's it been going? Ah, oh, you know, Doc, I got so much going on. You know what I mean? I just, whew, you know, so much. You ain't got nothing really going on, Netflix and all this and that. But you, you, ha, you know, I just got a lot on my, whew, man, I just can't wait till this, this wintertime, man, so I can get a break. And we measure ourselves now by the busyness, by the plates that we're holding, by the fragility of our lives. Rather than coming from a place of rest, we work to get to rest. That's opposite of what God has given us. He hasn't given, he hasn't, listen, this is an American Western thing that we work to rest. The Sabbath, the Sabbath is the first day of the week, not the last. And so for many of us, we've got to reframe our framework. We've got to reset our mindset to go, man, okay, like, listen, I'm hustling, I'm doing all this stuff. Don't worry about all that hustling right now. I want you to find rest in Christ rather than being always on the hustle and bustle. The restless life is a searching but never finding. Many of you are searching for something. You ever been on Netflix and you can't seem to find a show that seems to... Pick your interests. You ever been on Instagram and you just keep swiping? Nothing seems to just entertain your fancy. Nothing seems to just touch your heart. It's like that old U2 song. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Some of you have been on Tinder and you just keep swiping left. Swipe. Swipe now. We don't just swipe pictures. We swipe human beings. Thousands of swipes, thousands of views, thousands of scrolls. Nothing seems to be helping us to get settled or rested. The restless life is being interested in everything but satisfied with nothing. Nothing. How many of us are interested, man? I just got all these passions. I just got, I mean, if I do this, then I'm going to miss out on that. If I try this, then I don't know what's going to happen. If I commit to this woman, I can't try all of these other ones. If I commit to this job or I commit to this ministry or I do this thing, then that means I'm going to lose all these other opportunities and I got to keep up. No, 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 no. It's always interested in stuff but never satisfied with anything, and, and, and I know it gets bad because when you finally cut off the lights at night, when you finally get the chance to lay down in your bed, you don't want to sit in silence. Why don't you want to sit in silence? Because your brain can't rest. Still going. All the options. Too much choice. Too many child options. Too many Too much going on, too many situations, too many variables. And so, we have an inability to shut down on our inside. I see, and so I would say to you this, your soul needs to find rest. Your body don't just need rest. You don't just need self-care in a bubble bath. You don't just need to just go to the Caribbean to get away because I just need to take care of me and all that kind of stuff. Your soul needs rest. So in Ecclesiastes, he asks a question of us, and I think this is a pertinent question for our generation, that we have to ask ourselves over and over and over because we bought into the hustle lie. We bought into this agenda that I've got to keep on, I've got to keep doing, I've got to do more, I've got to achieve more. If I don't, I've wasted my life. You're going to be filled with regret of things that you never even had the option to do. And so now we're in a season where we done been overpromising. and now we're under-delivering in life. I can't, you, can't, you can't do everything. One of the hardest things, one of the hardest things is to tell a child right now, you can do anything you set your mind to. On the one hand, that's a beautiful, encouraging word. On the other hand, It's debilitating. Why is it debilitating? Because you're trying to be an astronaut, but you're 320 pounds. Listen, that ain't going to work. Your options might be limited, boo-boo. It's just not going to happen. But I'm a hater because I'm I'm trying to, I'm squashing your dreams. All right, all right, all right. Ecclesiastes 2.22 says this. It has a question for us. For what does a person get with all his work and all his efforts that he labors for under the sun? For all his days are filled with grief, and his occupation is sorrowful. Sorrowful. Even at night, his mind does not rest. This too is futile. That question right there is, is the one I think I've got to start asking my people. I ask myself, I've realized, oh man, I'm trying to hustle. I'm trying to keep up. I got to post, post, post. I got to go, go, go. I got to do, do, do. I got to try more. I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to. But, 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 but Solomon is asking a simple question. What does a man gain for all this toil and anxious striving? All this labor under the sun. You're doing all of this stuff to impress people that you don't even like. And he says all his days, it's work and pain and grief, even at night, when you should be getting rest, when you should be kicked back and relaxing and being recharged, when you should be being revitalized, when you've get, been given the gift of sleep, you've been robbed of that too. Now I said it best, you know, sleep is the cousin of death. And so now we put a stigma on the thing God used to bless us, to recharge us. To rejuvenate us. Now I got small kids. I wish I could go back and take a nap every once in a while. But all the while I would fight and fight and strive and strive. Even at night, his mind does not rest. How many of your minds don't rest? How many of your minds don't rest? How many of you find it hard to sit in the silence? Some of you can't go to sleep without the TV being on. Some of us can't be in a room too long without music playing. Some of us can't ride in the car and just let the wind blow by. Some of you don't know about this old thing they used to have, it's called boredom. <laughs> I don't think y'all know what that is. I don't, some of y'all might not know what that is. My children didn't know what a commercial was. And you can say, wow, but listen, we done, they've only known Netflix and Hulu. We went to Disney World, sat in the hotel room. My son comes in the room. Daddy, why does the show keep cutting off? I'm thinking, okay, it's something wrong with the TV. <laughs> Go in there, it's like, yo, what's up? What, oh, this is a commercial. Oh, they sell toys on TV? I'm like, oh man, this is the problem. <laughs> this is a problem. Their life has always been on demand. So now we're at a place where you don't know what it's like to be bored, to sit in the silence and the quiet and be with God, to know his voice. He has a still, small voice. He don't, he don't boom-bastic, he's not loud and proud. So where do, our, where do we find rest for our souls? I'm gonna try to help you practically. Because I know y'all going to get the best teaching in the world here at Epiphany. I can't. I, listen, I can't live up to that. I'm not even going to try. But I will try to give you some practical handles on say, I want you to find rest in Christ. But how do you find rest? Where do you go to get this rest? Because everybody's got a diagnosis. Everybody's got a prognosis and something for you to try. I want you to try something that God actually offers. Listen, the first thing I want you to know is this. We find rest for our souls alone in God. That's the only place you'll ever find rest for your soul. Truly find rest for your soul. So you're going to look and find, you're going to try this and that, you, but, but the only place you can find rest is in God. How do I know? Listen to what David said. My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. Psalm 62 verse 1. So if you're looking, listen, I'm not being scientific. I don't even want to go that deep. But David said it plain because you're looking and you're searching and you're trying to find rest for your soul. It ain't in nothing else. And he said, My soul finds rest in God alone. No other person, no experience, no dream, no thing that you can get internally, nothing you can smoke, nothing you can drink. It's only found in the presence of God. Saint Augustine said it like this: No other you have made us for yourself, O oh Lord, and our soul is restless until it finds rest in you. So many of you have been looking and searching and you got in a relationship and ah, here we go again. You got a new job, cause that one was too much and they was trying you and talking trash about you. So then you, you got there now and then ah, here we go again. And you're looking for rest and you went on vacation, went all the way to the Caribbean, sat on the beach. You was trying to wait to exhale. You exhaled and were still exhausted. What happened? Your soul is restless until it finds rest in God. Jesus said it himself, Matthew 11:28. 28. He said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Are you weary and burdened this morning? He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you Rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So, so let me get this straight. An anxious Christian is an oxymoron. It doesn't make sense. So either you're not believing what Jesus is teaching, or you're not with him. Because what's happening is he's, he's saying, I, if you come to me... I specialize in giving people rest. But if you're still running around like a chicken with his head cut off, that's a country old time saying. I know y'all probably don't get that type of stuff. If you're still running around aimless, wandering, hopeless, can't find rest, he's saying you haven't come to me then. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me for I'm gentle and humble in heart and you will, that's a promise, you will find rest for your souls. So the only place you find rest is in God, but how do we tap into it? Real quick, I wanna show you. How do we find rest in God? First thing I want you to try is this. I want you to be still before God. I told you I ain't gonna be that deep, but some of us gotta go back to the fundamentals. I know some of y'all trying to shoot three pointers like Steph, no, 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 listen. Right here. This is where we're going to be at for the day. Listen, you're not shooting from half court. Listen, just come on right here. Lay up. Okay? How do we find rest in God? Be still before God. Psalm 46, verse 10. Here's what he says. Real deep. I know. Profound. Listen. Be still and know that I am God. What's the... What's the hardest thing for us to do, though? Be still. Be still. Keep moving. Keep hustling. Yeah. If, you st- if, you get, if you get caught standing still, we're going to blow past you. You're going to miss the opportunity. You can't miss this opportunity. It's this a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And you're going to miss it if you... And he's saying be still and know that I am God. I have a Eight, six, and a four-year-old. And so they are my sanctification tool right now. They're God's special tool in my life to sanctify me and make me up, be mature in Christ and um, help me to grow as a man of, of just character and integrity and all that type of stuff. You ever, be, you ever been around a child that won't sit still? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> some of y'all are like they upstairs right now about to tear the building down and I love it it's funny because when you become a parent whether you know it or not whether you agree with them or not you turn into your parents the stuff they say that you say I ain't never gonna say that to my kids I'm never gonna say that you're gonna say it I just want you to know, because some of y'all not, nah, I'ma be different, and I'm a, I already got it planned out. All right, your little cute little plan, it ain't gonna work, but it's cool. You're gonna turn into your parents. And one of the things my mama would tell me that I have to tell my kids all of a sudden: sit yourself down somewhere and be still. Sit down. Be still. And sometimes I don't just need to say that to my children. I need to say that to my own soul. Be still and know that he is God. Not frantically trying to hope that he's God. Are you over here? Are you over there? No, you don't got to do all of that. You just got to be still. Okay, 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 God, God. You right here with me. You right here. I ain't got to go nowhere. I ain't got to do nothing. You're right here with me. And you have to tell yourself that because everything in you, you've been trained to keep moving. And I'm telling you, you got to stay flat footed and and just plant yourself and know, okay, he is God. He is faithful. He's going to be here. He's got my back. He loves me. He's affirmed me. I don't have to go nowhere. One book, the book of this quiet. Here's what uh, Fernando says. My soul is impatient with itself. As with a bothersome child, its restlessness keeps growing and is forever the same. Everything interests me, but nothing holds me. And so for many of you who have many passions, many dreams, many things pulling at you, you have to make a conscious decision that I'm going to be still for a few moments. David said in Psalm 131 verses 1 and 2, but I have stilled and quieted my soul. He did it himself. He chose to still himself. Like a weaned child with his mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. I lay up against the the, the father's chest and I just say, okay, you with me. Your presence is real and you are here. So let me save you $95 so you ain't gotta go to the counselor this week, the therapist. If you're unsettled and you're anxious, Try this this week. Give me five minutes where you don't do anything. Five minutes. I'm not gonna ask you for 30, I'm not gonna ask you for 15 because you're gonna say that's too much and you ain't got the time. (laughs) Give me five minutes of still settled before the Lord. Five minutes. And what's gonna happen is is you're going to see how your anxiety spikes and goes through the roof. What's going to happen? I got bills to pay. I got stuff to do. I got diapers to change. I got, di- I got dishes to clean. I got dinner to make. I got stuff going on. I don't have time to be still, Pastor Charlie. That sounds well and good. Maybe in Baltimore y'all could do that. We cannot do that in Baltimore. But here's my challenge to that. If you think you can't do it, you don't have the option not to do it. It's unhealthy for you not to be still for a few minutes. So I need you to still yourself. That's how you find rest in God. First thing you got to do is be still before God. Second thing I want you to do, another hard thing. This is going to be difficult for a lot of you guys, but I want you to press in this week. Listen, wait for God. Wait for God. I told you we're going deep, but we're going to stay right here, okay? We're going to stay right here. We ain't going for the half-court shot right now. When Pastor E come back, he going to get you. But right here, right now, listen, I'm from Baltimore. We keep it it simple, okay? Psalm 37, verse 7. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. (laughs) We the Amazon Prime generation. How many of y'all got Amazon Prime in here? Yes, yes, I know, I know. Dude came to church last week. Yo, did you notice on Amazon Prime? Now they show you how many stops before they get to your house? I'm like, yo, this is bad. Now we can't even wait two days. Like, <laughs> like oh man, it was a big leap to get us to the two-day situation. Now you talking you can't even wait two days. And I know some of y'all, y'all done bought stuff on the one click boy, that then you ain't you had forgot you bought it. Things showing up at your house. Oh man, I forgot I even but I'm glad it's here. So listen, we don't know how to wait. We don't know how to wait for stuff. Man, I remember, we was popping popcorn the other day and I was like, my wife was like, you just press the button to press to, to popcorn to pop popcorn. I was like, oh, that's all you gotta do? Like, I ain't even gotta press three minutes no more, I just press popcorn and it automatically does it for me. Some of y'all, I know you could could buy the kernels and like pour them in a thing and like pop them on the stove, (laughs) then nine times out of 10 you are gonna burn it, but then you, you know what I mean, then you had to do it again, all that kind of stuff. I'm showing my age a little bit, I'm a little bit throwback. So listen, we don't know how to wait some of your prayers, some of our prayers, my prayers. God give me patience and give it to me right now. <laughs> I ain't trying to wait for no patience. I need a download. I need like what what do we what do we gotta do? Like my inner my Wi-Fi slow. Some of you we walk into the Wi-Fi, look. Oh something wrong with this, cause I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Y'all Wi-Fi broke and all this and that. We don't know how to wait. Get in the scriptures and wait. Wait for him to speak to you. He's got a word for you if you would be willing to wait. Sometimes you can't do the five minute, the 10 minute devotion and think that's good. God, listen, you better come on and speak because listen, I gotta go to work. I got a lot going on right now. So like, you don't meet me right here. I'm I'm walking out the door. You ain't, you ain't say nothing. All right then, well, you missed your opportunity. (laughs) And we treat the God of the universe like he is, he don't know what he's doing. He just needs to get it together. So, I mean, I want to challenge you. Read until something grabs you. Read until something says something to you. Doggone, I've been reading a whole chapter and it's just, (laughs) uh, I don't know what's going on. Maybe you don't just need to read it, you need to stop and internalize it. See, to meditate on the word means to gnaw on it. To gnaw on it like a dog does a bone. One of the reasons I know my my daughter has taken up after me like I've got a nice deposit of myself in her is she knows how to clean a chicken wing bone her big brothers, eight, six years old, leave all the meat on the chicken. Like, come on, man. But my daughter, gristle, bone marrow, everything. I'm like, that's that's you. That's me right there. Now, she look like me, and some people say she look like me. I don't know, but when she do that, I'll be like, you know what? That's me right there. I I take that. And so for us, we got to do that with the word of God. The word of God, it'll speak to you. But if you give it a chance, it don't work on our timetable. Psalm 135 and 6, I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word, I put my hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than the watchman wait for the morning. It's like working that overnight shift and just waiting for the sun to come up the next morning. You know it's going to come up the next morning, but you stand vigilantly and wait for the thing to come up so you know what time it is. And so for many of us, you can't just sit there and go, well, you said you was going to speak and you need. No, 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 no. Wait for the Lord. And the reason some of our faith is fickle and it's shallow and it don't go too deep is because we have not put our hope in the word that he'll actually speak to us. So you know a lot of information, but you ain't heard his voice. So you can ask yourself, say this, man, what what do you want to say to me, Lord? I'm I'm reading this text this morning. I'm going through this passage. God, what do you want? What are you saying to me? And you got to process that a little bit. What do you want to show me? God, I know you got something in here. Your word is active, it's alive, it cuts deep. I want to know what do you have to say to me. I don't have to just wait till Pastor E comes back. I don't got to just wait till I get a meeting with Pastor Kurt. I don't want to just wait till church on Sunday. I want a fresh revelation this morning. I need time with you today. So I need you to say something to me right here, right now. And what is it doing? It's developing the muscle in you to be able to wait. That's a muscle we have to develop. Something that we've got to get strengthened in because so many of our friends, our peers, our family, they don't know how to wait, and you've got to be the one to show them, hey, 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 we can be patient. God is going to meet us here. And this shows up. Why is it so hard to wait for a mate? Because you ain't taught yourself to wait. Why is it so hard for these dreams of yours to get unraveled and unfolded in time? Because you've not developed the muscle of waiting. Everything is instant. Everything is all of a sudden. And what he's doing is Satan is sabotaging our ability to trust in the Lord all the more. Yeah. To have a moment where your hope can actually grow. Where your faith can actually grow. Because if you'll never learn how to wait, your faith can't actually have time to mature and develop. So, wait on the Lord. Wait for God. Be still before God. Last thing I want you to do, if, you, if, you, if it's hard for you to do those two, I got one last thing for you. Reflect on God's goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Reflect yeah. on God's goodness. Because some of this stuff is, is projecting into the future. Waiting on the Lord to say, okay, you, you might show up and I don't know if you're going to show up. So that can be hard for some of us. Waiting on the Lord can be hard for some of us. Being still before the Lord, maybe that's hard for some of us. But some of you have to go back into your memory banks and reflect on what God has already done for you. Because we are so tempted to think about all the things we have to do. If I don't get this done, this ain't going to work. If I don't do this, this ain't going to happen. If this don't work out, this ain't going to happen. But you need to be thinking about all the things God has already done for you. Amen. Psalm 116, verses 7 to 9 says, Be at rest once more, Oh my soul. In other words, chill out. He's reminding himself to chill out. How, why does he say chill out? Be at rest once more. So we've rested before. For some reason, I've been in a season of unrest and anxiety and stress. But I got to go back. Be at rest once more, O my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. Verse 8, for you, O Lord, have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. In other words, listen, okay, I, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm much better than where I was. And so, God, thank you for, 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 for putting me in a position to where I can wait for you. Put me, thank you for putting me in a position to where I can hear from your word. Thank you for being faithful to me when I wasn't faithful to myself or to anybody else. You've delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. Some of you have to learn how to preach the gospel to yourself. Remind yourselves of the truths of how good God has been. When you don't see anything ahead of you looking good, remind yourself of how good God has been back then. What's the old song say? It is well, it is well with my soul. The reason it's well with my soul is not because my circumstances are so good, it's because he's been so good to me. And so for many of you, listen, you've gotta learn how to reflect because your, your, your natural inclination is to go to the negative. Your natural, that's your natural inclination. Go to the negative. So remember all the bad things that happened, remember all the traumas that happened, remember all the people that walked out on you. Remember all the hurt and the pain that you felt. Remember all those things. And so easily forget all the good things that God has done. Man, I have to go back sometimes and remember, listen, I grew up in a Pentecostal church, Jerusalem Church of God in Christ, on Ben Street in Fort Myers, Florida. Y'all, We ain't have no AC in South Florida, three-hour services. And I used to look at them old church mothers and we had testimony service and we had all that kind of stuff. They was in there sweating and spitting and shouting and rolling on the floor. And a lot of the times, it wasn't that their situation was just so great. It was that they would get up and tell the testimony of how good God had been. You know how the old thing goes, don't you? Giving honor to God who's the head of my life. First giving honor to pastor, deacons, mothers, church mothers, all those in their respective places. First I wanna thank God for waking me up this morning. Woke up this morning, stayed in my right mind. Why, because I coulda woke up and I coulda been dead. I shoulda been dead. People lied on me, people stole from me, but, I, but I'm here today to tell you how good God has been to me. And so what happens is, and what happens is this. Okay, okay, Lord, so I don't know about tomorrow, but yesterday you was good and you're a faithful God, so I got time to wait for you today. That's how we fight. To live the rested life. That's how you live the rested life. That's what I want you to work from this this fall. As the seasons change. A lot of your friends and family are going to come back overwhelmed and anxious. And they're going to need you to be the non-anxious presence in the room. They're going to need you to come home this Thanksgiving rested, calm, relaxed. There's going to be more mass shootings. There's going to be more news from from the White House. There's going to be more issues going on. There's going to be a lot of hell that breaks loose everywhere. But I need you to be the one in the room that says, ah, man. God's been so good to us. He done dealt with tyrants before. He done dealt with economic downturns. He done dealt with sickness before. He done dealt with wayward children before. He done dealt with this before. So we gonna be all right. And listen, you don't have to have all the information. You ain't gotta have all the knowledge. I just need you to be the non-anxious presence in the room that encourages people. Listen, sis, 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 put the phone down. It's okay. Last practical thing I'll tell you to start your day off right. When you get up tomorrow morning, don't turn on your phone. Sit with God for a few minutes. Let him start your day off right. Many of us start the day off with comparing ourselves to one another. See, here she go again. She always booed up and they always on a cruise somewhere. I just wish I could. You ain't even set your foot out the bed yet. But I want you to walk into work tomorrow feeling rested, refreshed, from a different perspective. Why? Because you've sat in the presence of God. That's who you're called to be. That's how you're called to live. That's how we will begin to transform our communities and our cities, being the non-anxious presence that ain't moved by anything. Amen? Let me pray for you. Jesus, I just thank you. Thank you for your presence that you're here with us now. Lord, Lord help us. Help us, Lord. Because there are so many things that are pressing up against us, that are pulling at our attention, that are pulling at our heart and our emotions. And we can feel we can feel tugged and pulled apart and we don't know which way to go. God, I pray that we would be anchored in your presence. God, I don't care how hectic the job, the workplace is. I don't care how dysfunctional the home life is. I don't care how crazy the city might be. God, because you are with me, I should feel comforted. I should feel rested. God, help us to go back to elementary school, Sunday school with our old church mothers where we, we memorized Psalm 23. Lord, yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, God, help us not to fear no evil, not because we got a gun in our back pocket, not because we got the right education, not because we got it together, but because you are with us. Your rod and your staff, they comfort us. God, lead us in the green pastures. Give us rest for our souls and help us to lead out of our rest. And be the non-anxious presence that brings your presence into every place that we live and dwell. I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello, this is Dr. Eric Mason, founder and pastor of Epiphany Fellowship. Thank you for tuning in today. Hopefully the word of God was a blessing to you. Also, if you want to help us build the kingdom from Philly and beyond,